Praise the Lord. Welcome to God's Place Party for Jesus Ministry. It's always an honor to be here in the presence of the Lord here, my beautiful wife serving together. Uh, God is so good. And, you know, we live in, uh, praise the Lord, I believe we live in the last hours. And uh, uh, you, you, if you line the Bible up with the news and newspapers and everything that's going on, you'll see the signs. God, God is so gracious mm. to warn us. He's not willing for any of us to uh, perish, but we all would, all would come to repentance. Amen. Uh, but yeah, I want to share a word that God has given me here today. It's, uh, it's going to be in 1 Peter chapter 4, and it's starting at verse 17. Uh, praise the Lord. I'm going to go back to verse 16. And, and before, I, before I read this, I just want to say a quick prayer. Yes. And uh, Father God, we, we come by to you today. We thank you for all the viewers out there today. Uh, Lord, I pray for everybody out there. Lord, I pray for... Uh, Lord, for salvation. I pray for deliverance. I pray for healings. Uh, Lord, we just ask you, Lord, thank you for this opportunity to send your word forth. We know it will accomplish what you set it out to do. Let me get out of the way, Lord, and just use, you use me as a mouthpiece to speak to your people. Uh, we love you and give you all the honor, the glory, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, it's, you know, it's talking about First Peter chapter 4, starting at verse 16. He said, if any... Uh, Yet, if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. He said, For time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. For if it begins first, I'm sorry, and if it first begins at us, what shall the end of them that obey not the gospel of God? And if the righteous are scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? He says, uh, wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their souls to Him in well-doing, as unto a faithful Creator. Mm -hmm. We thank you, Lord. Now use it. Uh, you know, it's a, you know, judgment. You know, the Bible's talking about judgment. It begins at the house of God. Now we're not the praise of God. The house of God is not the church. We are the church, but the house of God, where people of God comes to uh, to fellowship. And to come get instructions from God. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. Amen. Amen. And it's proper for doctrine, for correction, for instructions that men of God may live righteous. And so it, it's kind of, you know, I want everybody to be praying about this because, I mean, for time has come for judgment must begin at the house of God. For it, it begins at us. What should the end of them that obey not the gospel of God? And so the reason that it starts with us, the house of God, because it's really, it's our responsibility. Uh, you know, our world today is, is, is a mess. I mean, uh, so many people overdosing. I know here in Knoxville, Tennessee, they was talking about homicides has already doubled in the, in the first month of the year uh, than what it was last year. I mean, it's just getting worse and worse and worse. And, you know, with, with the epidemic, with the drugs, this is not the government's responsibility. It, you know, it starts with us. God has given us power. The same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, it's available to us. I mean, He tells you in Luke 4, 18, He said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon us. He's anointed us to preach the gospel to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to preach the liberty to the captive, and recover the sight of the blind. You know, He tells us to go out in all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He said, those who believe in His name shall be saved. Those who believe not, they shall be damned. He said, these signs shall follow. He said, we should cast out demons. We should take up serpents. We should drink anything godly. And, uh, deadly. It's deadly. Praise the Lord, I got God in my mind. Amen. Mm -hmm. And it will not harm us. Amen. So, you know, the church, um, Paul himself, he wrote seven letters uh, to the churches. And six of them, he told them to repent. 
only one of them was doing uh, God's will. And you know, it, it's uh, praise the Lord. It's it's time for the churches to become churches. Amen. Uh, to get out of the box. You know, He tells us to go out to the highways and to the hedges, compel the people to come in, that the house might be filled. The churches today, it, it's it's shame. I'm not talking about all the churches. I'm talking about majority of the churches. You see no power. Uh, I mean. Uh, literally, they don't even have altar calls anymore. I mean, it, it's like I, I don't know what happened to the church world. Church world's not preaching on repentance. They're not preaching commandments. And so, you know, all these, uh, you know, he says judgment begins at us. You know, I preached the segment uh, time before, a week before last. It was talking about, you know, in Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 20, when a righteous man falls, God will put a stone up before him. And he says, and he will die in his sins, and the righteous he has done will be will will be remembered no more. He said, but if you not warn that righteous man, that blood is required on thy hands. So you know we got to preach. We got to preach these people. We're we're called to preach. Amen. Yeah. We're not churches are not supposed to make people. They're supposed to let them know the love of Christ. And, and, and the love of Christ is Jesus died for our sins, mm -hmm. that we can receive His Spirit, that we can walk in victory. We don't have to live a sinful life mm -hmm. no more because the wages of sin is death. The Bible says in Romans 6, 14, He said that sin has no more dominion over us. And so we're supposed to walk in pureness and holiness. Amen. The Bible said First 1 Peter 1, 16, to be holy because He is holy. Amen. Matthew 5, 48, be ye perfect, which your, your, your Father in Heaven is perfect. Mm -hmm. I rebuke you, Satan. Praise the Lord. I'm having a hard time talking today. But anyways, so, you know, that's that's our job as churches and preachers is to preach. I mean, uh, I tell my people that come to church, new people, I said, look, I'm not, I'm not a massage therapist. I come to, to give you the Word of God. You should know the truth, and the truth will make you free. He tells us, he says, let your conversation be nothing but, but the Gospel. Amen. Nothing but the Gospel. And not a watered-down Gospel, but Christ being crucified. Well, you know, it goes back to Hosea in chapter 4 in verse 1. He says, Hear the word of the Lord, ye children of Israel. He said, For the Lord has controversy with the habitations, habitats of the land, because there is no truth, there is no mercy, mm -hmm. there is no knowledge of God in the land. In Hosea 4 6, he said, My people is a story from lack of knowledge. Mm -hmm. well, when he says, My people, he's talking about the church. His Amen. people. Amen. He said, My people is a story from lack of knowledge, for they have rejected knowledge. I will also reject thee. He said, Thou hast no priest to me, seeing thou, thou hast forgotten the law of thy God. I will also forget their children. And so, literally, when we forget God's laws and reject Him, it's kind of like we reap what we sow thing. Praise the Lord. He shows us what it, the way we feel about our children is the way God feels about us. And so we start having problems in in our our our, our, our children and in their relationships with our children. And so, you know, all through the Word of God, God is talking to the church. Matthew seven thirteen, when He said, "Straight is the gate, narrow is the way; the broad way leads to destruction. Many will go thereat." He said, "But straight is the gate, narrow is the way that leads to life, and very few people will find it." Mm -hmm. And so, you know, again, He's talking to the church. Uh, Matthew seven twenty one. 
Not everyone that says, Lord, Lord, shall inherit the kingdom of God. Just those who does the will of my Father. But Lord, Lord, have I not cast out devils? Have I not done many wonderful works in your name? Have I not fed the homeless? Have I not drove a bus? Have I not done this? And he says, Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. And the reason he's saying this, guys, you know, the Bible talks about a God will send in the book of Thessalonians that he will send a strong delusion to make people believe a lie. And that's, that's, that's scary. You know, not that the devil will send a strong delusion, but God will. And the, the God has revealed it to me, the reason that He will let people believe a strong delusion, because people's not truly seeking God with their whole heart. They're not getting that commandment where He says, love me with your whole heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength. And that's what God wants from us. You know, He tells us in Matthew 1037, if we love our son or daughter or mother or father more than God, we're not worthy of Him. Amen? And so, I mean, that's, that's a pretty strong statement. But that's how jealous God is over us. Mm -hmm. He wants our 100% attention all the time. It's not a day-by-day -day walk. It's a minute, minute by minute, second by second, grabbing a hold of God's hand. He that not take it up the cross, uh, deny himself, follow him daily, is not worthy of him. He that, he that loses his life, praise God, he that finds his life will lose it, but he that loses his life will find it. And so, Ephesians chapter 5, you know, we've heard uh, many years, uh, all through my life, going to church, that we're all sinners. Every one of us is sinners. But, you know, I want to talk about Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1. He said, Be ye fathers in me, and walk in love as I have loved you. I have given myself for you for an offering and a sacrifice for a sweet smelling Savior. He said, But let not fornication, covenants, or anything unclean be named among you, not even one time mm -hmm. as you become a saint. So we're either sinners or we're saints. Amen. Amen. We're either holy or we're unholy. We're righteous or we're unrighteous. And so it's time that churches become churches because this, you know, so many people is blaming uh, God for the coronavirus. Amen. Praise the Lord. But, you know, it's, it's not the reason that the coronavirus is here is because, you know, the Lord predicted this stuff. He said these things would happen because people's rebelling against Him, uh, forgetting His laws, you know, but he gives, us a, he gives us a cure for it. In 2 Chronicles 7, 14, If my people, which are called by my name, would humble themselves, seek my face and pray, turn from your wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. Forgive your sins and heal your lands. Amen. So he's given us the antidote. Amen. Jesus is the antidote. There's, the Bible said, I sent my word to heal you and to save you from destruction. He's, he's given us an answer to every one of our problems. The Bible said in Psalms 107 verse 29 that He calms the storms and even makes the waves still in the ocean. But the problem of it is, is people, praise God, people's turned away from God. You know, Jeremiah 5, 25, our sins is withholding good things from us. God wants to heal our lands. He wants to, to cure all these, these things that's going on in the streets as far as uh, people overdosing every day, kids getting killed, homicide, murders. Um, I mean, people getting uh, sexually molested, the kids are getting abused. God, I mean, you know, but He needs, praise God, God wants to do this, but He needs workers. He says, my harvest is plenty, but my labors are few. Amen. It takes people seeking God. Just like Noah, he had to seek God in order to build a boat. He wasn't no boat builder. You know, he had to get up seeking God's face every day. Uh, God explained to him exactly how long to build the boat, how high to build the boat, how deep to build the boat. He had to get, he had to be seeking. He had to be in seek with God. He had to be seeking God every day. If he'd got up one day not seeking God, say, well, I think I, I know how to do it. I've been doing it for 100 years. I think I'll try to build it on my own today, guess what? The boat would have sank. Amen? So, 
And he says, his, you know, his, his harvest is plenty, but his labors are few. Matthew you know, 37. Yes, and he tells us in Matthew um, 24, 12, he says, because that sin abounds, that the love of many will wax cold, the hearts will. You know, so they have received Christ, but because of the, the sin that they're not surrendering or that surrounds us with fear or whatever it is, you know, because we're not forsaking that, you know, that, that, that sin is abounding. You know, the Bible says where sin abounds, grace abounds more. You know, God, God's give us grace and mercy and, and, and the power over sin. He says that, you know, he, he, he gave us power and authority over all devils, that our hands, we should lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. We should cast out devils. He said, freely you have received, freely give. And that's right. the Holy Spirit. You know, we freely receive Jesus and we're supposed to be given the presence of God, you know? You know, I think about it like this church ought to be a commanding post. Amen. It, it ought to be a place that people comes in and realize how to give their life to Christ. Well, they confess their sins, believe in the heart that Jesus died and He was resurrected, and, you know, on the third day. Mm -hmm. Believe in that their heart and then they uh, confess their sins and then the Holy Spirit moves in. Mm -hmm. But once they do that, then as, as, as pastors, as, as leaders, we're supposed to teach people that God wants every one of us to be disciples. Amen. We're supposed to, every one of us. I mean, we're not supposed to come to church and sit there for 10 years, sitting on a pew, raising He said, your hand, You're supposed to be teachers by now, but why do you still desire to be drink on the milk, the milk and not the meat? You know? So, once you know the truth, and God has revealed the truth, and mm -hmm. He saved you, and His Spirit lives in you, because if you're really seeking Him with your whole heart, you can't help but to go. Mm -hmm. You'll have the same love as God has called you to have. For others, he'll have you'll have the same compassion. Amen. You'll have the desire to see people so saved. Amen. And again, that just that's really heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. That the Bible said the harvests are plenty, but the labors are few. Mm -hmm. And so, listen, we're, nobody's called just to come and sit at a church year after year after year, being a cheerleader. Amen. Mm -hmm. We're all called. God wants us to be witnesses. It's not a suggestion, but He's commanded for all of us to be witnesses. We're supposed to be servants. We're supposed to be disciples. Amen. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, to uh, to God's kingdom, Amen. Praise the Lord. So, um, and we're disciples if we continue in His word. We shall indeed, neighbor, yeah, should, yeah. If you shall indeed be my disciple, but not just continue it, being a, a hearer of the word, but a doer. You know, you got to be a doer of the word. Absolutely. That's James one twenty uh, one, two, one yeah, twenty two. Mm -hmm. So you know, just like Jonah, praise the Lord. You know, Jonah was running from God. He was a righteous man. God told him to go to preach to Nineveh. He's like, no, I want to do things my way. I, I, I'll just go to, uh, I'll go get on the boat. I'll run from God. I'll do what I want to do. But then what happened? Praise the Lord. The, the boat, praise the, the winds came, the storms came. There was a storm that was about to break the boat in half. Everybody around Jonah was losing everything they had. They was throwing it off the boat, trying to lighten the boat because of one man's sins. Do you know the Bible says that curses in the house of the wicked? So, I mean, it's not, I mean, Jonah didn't say he was a drunk or a crackhead. It was the fact that he was being disobedient to God is a reason that he was about to perish and everybody around him was about to perish. And everybody around him lost what they had because of this man's disobedience. Mm -hmm. The Bible said that Jesus Christ is the ark of eternal salvation to those who obey him. He tells you, he's talking to the church in Revelation 3.16. He said, Because you were not cold nor hot, but lukewarm, I will spew you out. He talks, he's talking to the church in Luke 13.24. Strive to enter in, many will seek and will not be able. 
because of their iniquities. He's talking to the church when he's talking about the ten virgins. Amen. He's five of them had their oil, five of them didn't. The oil representing the Holy Spirit. They were like, hey, can I not get some of your oil? No, you got to get your own. Amen. Every man work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Everybody's got to get their own personal relationship with Jesus Christ. You can't get a personal relationship through somebody else. You can't get it through your pastor. You can't get it through your Sunday school teacher. You've got to get it through Jesus. Work out Amen. Your own salvation. Work out your own salvation. So when the, the they were called virgins, amen. So they was good people, amen. But they was not filled with the Spirit. You'll not get filled by the Spirit just going to church once or twice a week. You have got, my wife preached a message last week about, uh, she taught a message on seeking God with your whole heart. And that's what God wants from us. Guys, we've got to get this first commandment where we truly love God with our whole heart, our mind, our soul, and our strength. Well, we're ready, willing, and and. and uh, able to do whatever God has called us to do. You know, praise God. Jeremiah said, Here I am, send me, send me, Lord. And praise God, we got to be willing. I beseech you, brother, by the mercies of God, that you present your body as a living sacrifice. Amen. But we we got to surrender ourselves, surrender our lives. The Bible said, He that finds his life will lose it, but he that loses his life will find it. There's nothing like serving Jesus. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, He's the Bible said He is a rewarder to those who diligently seek Him. Mm -hmm. He says in the book of Psalms 37 4, I think, He said, If you delight yourself in the Lord, He will give you desires of your yes, heart. You, you, you can't even imagine. The Bible said, The eye is not seen, nor neither is the ear heard, or entered into the heart where God has prepared to those who love Him. Amen. But listen, guys, in order to do so, we have got to get, we have the blood of Jesus, which you've been saved. Amen. You got the seal. Amen. But you've got to put this thing to work. Faith is dead without works. We've got to build that relationship. The Bible said in 1 John 2 6, if you abide in God, guess what? He'll abide in you. Then guess what? You'll walk as He walks. Amen. You'll walk with power. Power, anointing of the Holy Spirit. God's called us to go lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I want to thank God, praise God, give God all the glory. We see cancer healed all the time. Amen. We see miracles all the time. It's just common. It's not, it's praise the Lord. People don't believe in miracles. I talked to a pastor uh, a year ago. He said, I've seen one miracle in 40 years. I, I praise the Lord and give him all the glory. I've seen, I, I praise the Lord, I've seen 40 miracles in one year. Amen. It's amazing. But it takes giving God your whole heart, your mind, your soul, your strength. It takes praying. It takes fasting. Mm -hmm. He gives us specific instruction. Mm -hmm. The man came to the disciples. The disciples prayed for him. Well, they couldn't heal. They, they couldn't heal him. They said, Jesus, why could we not heal this man? Well, this power comes from praying and fasting. Mm -hmm. Notice he Only. said praying first. Only. Because mm -hmm. you have to pray in order to fast. You can't just fast. We have to have God's help to, to help us fast. Mm -hmm. But listen, guys, this world, when Jesus shows up, the Bible said it's going to be a fearful thing to fall in the hands of the living God. Nothing's going to matter. It ain't going to matter how much money you've got in your bank account. Amen. From my understanding, you can't take nothing with you. What it profit a man to gain the whole world, lose his soul in hell? It ain't going to matter how, how nice your truck is or your big your house is or, or praise God. or it, Nothing's going to matter but where you're at with Jesus Christ. He said, Behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give to every man according to his works. Amen. Matthew 10, 22. He says, those who endure to the end shall be saved. That first scripture that I read, he said, if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. 
if you're suffering if you're suffering persecution for being a Christian, guess what? That means you're doing well. Amen. He said, if you if you live godly, you shall suffer persecution. That he didn't say you might. He didn't say maybe. He said you would. Praise God for persecution. Amen. I've been spit on, cursed at. Cursed about every day, seems like, amen. But it's all good. I got Jesus on my truck. I glorify God. I love God. God is my everything. He's He's my number one. He's my He's my soulmate. He's my I just can't tell you how much I love God. Well, the reason is because He saved an old wretch like me. He saved an old crackhead, junkie, sinner that I was, a lost person, amen. And He's gave me a beautiful wife. He's gave me a beautiful life. He's gave me uh, uh, kids. And, and But most of all, He's gave me joy and happiness and peace and assurances if He be for me. Then who could be against me? He's gave me a word in Jude one twenty four unto Him that is able to keep me from falling. I can't keep myself from falling. Amen. I couldn't even read when God called me to preach. I know nothing. Amen. The only thing I know is what God has showed me, what God has taught me, what God leads me. Amen. He's my everything. He's my Lord. He's my, praise the Lord. We prayed about, I don't know, about 22 times probably before we did this sermon. Amen. Before we come in here. Why? Because I know I can't do nothing without God. The Bible said, I'm the vine and you're the branch. Without, without me you can do nothing. For all you folks out here trying to do this, trying to be pastors and trying to be leaders and trying to uh, 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 lead people to the Lord without seeking God and giving your whole heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength, that's just self-righteousness. Amen. See, it has to be God that does it through us. That's why the Bible says, He says, I tell you, weeping, He said, many of you are enemies of the cross. He said, that's why he says, I would rather have you cold than, than, than lukewarm. Amen. He'd have you not even talking about Jesus. Then somebody running around here, praise the Lord, hallelujah, I'm a Christian, and telling a, jerk, telling a dirty joke the next minute. And this happened. This is happening everywhere. This is happening in our leadership at churches. Amen. It's a shame, guys. We have got to step it up. We have got to set the examples on what true Christians are. Amen. Yeah. The Bible said, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 21, Christ suffered. He died to leave His example that we should follow Him. A man with no sin or God in his mouth. He set the example for the world. Amen. For the church. Now it's time for the church to set the example for the world. Amen. That's why people don't believe in Christ anymore. They don't believe in Jesus because they see so many hypocrites. Amen. Yeah. And, and, you know, praise the Lord. But listen, He picked 12 men and He turned this whole world upside down. If we would just come together in unity, come together, a three-corded rope is uneasily broken. Amen. There's power in numbers. The prayer of one goes up a thousand times. Prayer of two goes up ten thousand times. For I know there's some people out there that's had a, a Lazarus experience, should have been dead four or five times, OD, this, that, and the other, living in the streets, homeless. You know what? Praise God. You're a perfect candidate. For, for what God is looking for. Amen. You're a chosen vessel. That's the reason that you made it, that God's brought you out of death situations so many times. Because that's what He does. He pulls people like us, and He says in Luke 7, 47, that he that been forgiven for much will love much. You'll realize that, you know what, like myself, I realize I deserve hell. That's what I deserve. Why would somebody want to save an old wretched sinner that I was? A liar, a thief, a drunk, a no good junkie, a crackhead. Why would God want to save me? And you know what? God answered that. He says, because I love you. And that's what God wants you to know today. God loves you. No matter where you're at, no matter what you've done, God loves you right where you're at. And you might be one of these people that's never done really anything. Well, you're the hardest ones to reach. But I'm going to tell you something. If you, if you, I don't care if you never drunk a drop of alcohol in your life, praise God, and, you, and, and you're still a virgin at 33 years old, praise the Lord. But if you've never been born again, you'll still die and go to hell. 
Amen. Without God's righteous, I mean, without God, we, we're all are righteous as filthy as rags. Amen. There's still something in your life that's not of God if you're not walking with God. Mm-hmm. The sad part about it is most people has been saved and still living an ungodly life because they choose to. Amen. God gives us power over it. We don't have to walk an ungodly life. We don't have to live a sinful life. When lust is conceived, it brings forth sin. When sin is finished, it brings forth death. Amen. The wages of sin is death. What you got to do is love God more than the sin. Amen. Mm-hmm. You got to love God. It's a choice. There's people that's bound up in, in, in addictions right now because they choose to be. They choose, praise God. They have the knowledge of God. The Bible said, you know, if they come to God's place, Praise the first thing God teaches them that God knows how to deliver the godly from temptation and reserve the unjust to the dead judgment be punished. There's no weapon form shall ever prosper against you. If you will totally get down and commit and submit and give your life to Christ. Yes, he he, he tells us in Revelations 2 4, he says, Repent. He said, return to your first love, repent, and do that first works over. A lot of us have, um, you know, like, like Mary and Martha, we've become like Martha, you know, too occupied and, and preoccupied to, you know, to, to focus on the things that, that, that the, you know, that make us busy and, and keep us from a relationship and spending time, quality one-on-one time with Keep God is everything. And we become lukewarm because of the busyness. But Satan, that's what he's using today is busyness. The Bible says it'll be like the days of Noah, they'll be building, they'll be giving in marriage, they'll be drinking and, you know, all these things, you know, and um, a lot of that's going on even, you know, in a lot of the churches, they're so worried about building, building on to the church kingdom. Let's build, keep building, continue building bigger and bigger and bigger. And, you know, we, we forget, you know, our first love. He tells us that we're supposed to leave the principles of doctrine of Christ, but go on into perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance. He actually says, I have somewhat against thee. Mm-hmm. You have left your first love. Yeah. There's a lot of people out there that felt that fire and felt that zeal. Listen, we're supposed to keep that zeal. That zeal's not supposed to go away. Amen. Praise God. I remember they told me when I first gave my life to Christ 15 years ago, said, you'll calm down. I said, uh-uh. I said, I rebuke uh-huh. you. Pray I'd never calm down. You need to get on fire. Amen. Yes. I don't want to calm down. 15 years later, I'm still on fire. I can't wait to, to walk in a wild or somewhere and tell somebody about Jesus. Everywhere you go is a divine appointment. You go to the grocery store, somebody needs to hear about God. Mm-hmm. You go to Wagles get milk, somebody needs to hear about God. You're not there just to get milk. Yeah. Praise God. Who are you? I mean, it's not about you. It's about building the kingdom of God. Let's work together. Let's pray together. Let's come in unity. Put all these denominations and religions aside. That's not of God. The Bible said, He is the Lord is one spirit. Let there be no division among you. Please pray for God's place ministry. It's His. We're looking for leaders, people that sold out, people ready to go to the streets. We need housing. We got houses right now. They're overflowed. Uh, people stand uh, sleeping on couches and floors. And, and uh, But please pray and see what God would have you do. We're looking for people that would team up with us, amen, physically, and go out here and, and help God build this kingdom, God's kingdom, amen, not yeah. the church's kingdom. The number's on the screen. If you need prayer, please pray. We, we'll pray for you. We'd be glad to. If it's Saturday night, we're probably at church right now. We love you because God loves you. Praise God. But we got to love ourselves enough, amen, to, uh, uh, to come to God and let Him uh, control your life. God bless you. See you next week. Have a good night. God bless you. Remember, the Bible says in the book of John, chapter 3, verse 3, that you must be born again. And being born again means that you ask God to come in your heart and save you from your sins. The Bible said if you confess your sins, He is faithful and just to forgive you 
and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And now it, it means your life don't belong to you no more. It belongs to Him. And you, the Bible says, trust God with your whole heart, not to lean on your own understanding. Knowledge Him in all ways, and He shall lead and guide your paths. Now it's time to get a relationship with God by reading and praying, seeking God with your whole heart each and every day of your life. The Bible says the number one and greatest commandment is to love God with your whole heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength. Thank you for tuning in. God bless you. If we could help you, the number's on the screen. Feel free to call us. Have a good day. We want to thank you for uh, watching the show. We, and we, we pray that it blessed you. And, you know, if we'd love to, if you want to uh, contact us at 865-684-8393. We have a website, www.godsplacechurch.com. And also we have live uh, Facebook on there. But if you need prayer or anything, is, is there anything we could do for you, please give us a call. And uh, God bless you. Thank you for tuning in.